to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, John. Pelicans with a 121-109 lead. The shot clock is at 8. The game clock is at 37. Ingram top of the key. Shot clock at 3. Pull up the mid-range. Rattled in for B.I. Lights out. In Sacramento. Uh oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what the Camel Wednesday hump day is. It is. It is. Brandon Ingram. Call it the nail in the coffin. Speaking of coffins, it is over. The funeral. Lakers season is done. Pelicans have clinched the play-in. You want to call it the playoffs. You want to call it the postseason. Call it whatever you want. Guaranteed next week, Tuesday or Wednesday, Pelicans will play in the play-in. How much fun did you have yesterday seeing that, huh? Pels about to take off over in Sacramento. The craft telling me the plane getting loaded up now. The team will make their way back later this afternoon. Tomorrow, they will take on the Portland Trailblazers over in the Smoothie King Center. Then they got Memphis uh, on Saturday and on Sunday, the final regular season game. It is at home. The Smoothie King Center taking on Golden State. We will know, obviously, maybe by then, not before then. If it is a Tuesday or Wednesday game where the Pels will be playing San Antonio. Now, where will it be? That is still to be determined. We will go over the standings and all that, but one more time, the final call from last night. Jose will walk it into the front court and dribble this baby out. I don't know if we... Yeah, the shot clock's off. Shot clock is off. So Jose, who doesn't want to take the turnover, is going to do it regardless. All smiles on the bench as we will tick it down now. Three, two, one... There's your horn. This one belongs to the New Orleans Pelicans. And the Pels have qualified for the play-in tournament, which will be either next Tuesday or Wednesday, in a site to yet be determined. But New Orleans, who started the year off 1-12, 3-16, have come back to advance to the postseason. Really a remarkable thing, to say the least. Schmidt Dua will join us at 1230. We'll talk with him. He has absolutely been having fun already this morning. He is on the draft lottery simulator, and the first turn that he took, the Pels with the Lakers. Draft pick are the second selection of the NBA draft. Now, of course, you still have to wait for the lottery. Pels have that Lakers spot in the top ten. It's remarkable when you think about it on how things ended and where they are going. And we want to hear from you. 800-998-1003. Obviously, we're going to go into the locker room and hear from Coach Green after the game yesterday. But that's your thoughts, man. I, I, I'm, I'm pumped. I, I am. It's remarkable when you look at it and 
how far they've come and what it means, I think, not only for this franchise, but this city. I mean, even even just uh, alone this week, yesterday, right, Lee Anderson over in the Jody Collada show talking about specifically that, you know, Zion's all in, he loves the city, don't know where the, the negativity is coming in, he can't wait to play, all this other stuff. I mean, it... I don't know where it's going to go, and I don't know how far it goes, but it's better than where it was. Does that make sense? It's better than where it was. And I understand it's the play-in game. You've given an opportunity to play another game after that with the win. Remember, in order to get into the first round and take on the Phoenix Suns, who beat the Lakers last night, you have to win two games. It's going to be the T-Wolves or the Clippers. They have to play in a play-in game as well. Their loser, the loser of that game, play the winner of the Spurs-Pelicans play-in game. Win that game, then you become the eighth seed, then you earn the rights to take on the Phoenix Suns. Again, you're not winning the championship likely this year. You haven't had Zion all season. This is a step in the right direction. That's all you've ever wanted. Right, It's all you've ever wanted from this franchise over the last couple of years since Mr. That's All Folks decided to take his talents somewhere else. So it hasn't gone smoothly. You've gone through different coaches, and you're just trying to get in the right footing. Your key player has been injured a lot, missing the season. But, again, you're hoping that that gets better. You're hoping that you get them for a full season. You're hoping that this team that you're starting to see constructed in front of you that's come together and is playing for what I think is an unbelievable coach. The job that Willie Green has done has been unbelievable. And you listened to him last night after the game, and I think the city's lucky, you know, especially at the time where Sean Payton calls it a day, at least for now. You have a coach that buys into here, buys into the culture, understands it, and has the guys that are playing for him buying into it and understanding it. I understand football is a certain level here, and that's mainly because of the longevity and also because they've won. But we've brought it up before. You know, I remember working for the Saints Radio Network and over at WWL. We couldn't give away tickets before Sean Payton and Drew Brees showed up. So... When all of that takes place and they start to win, you saw more fans, you saw more support, you saw where it was. If this team wins and this team, say, takes a step like Memphis did, like Minnesota did this year, it's going to continue to swell and grow, and then maybe we'll have nice things where both franchises are winning. Let's see what Dennis Allen and the Saints sort of do here as well. And like I said, I'm excited. I'm excited for, I think, fans in this city because – you're playing meaningful games. You're playing in a situation where it is a a postseason berth. Of course, you'd like four guaranteed to be not in play-in and already be in the first round. Well, that's your next goal and that's your next step. When you consider what this franchise and this team had to do at the beginning of the season, it is a success. It is a success. Of course, you don't want to be in the play-in. You'd rather be in it. I hear you. But at the same time, You've earned this right, and you started one in 12, three in 16, however you want to break it down. When you look at everything that started again this season, it absolutely is a success. So I know Laker fans out there. I know Travis is trying to, you know, do the tongue-in-cheek congratulations that we're in the play, and I get it. You know what? AD and LeBron are going to be watching, and maybe is for this season. Maybe they win it all next season. Congrats to them when they do it. 
But for this season, they're watching. For this season, the Pels get to play one more game at least after the end of the regular season. And if it is at home, Pels fans will get a chance to feel that again. It's been a while. It's been a while. Right? The Blazers sweep a couple years ago with AD and Drew. And while the Warriors swept, you had those two games where everybody was involved and the arena was full and those are all good things. But it's been a while. It's been a while. And I think that's how you have to look at it today. I think if you're a Pels fan, you have to love what you see now compared to really what it was like the last time they were here in the postseason or a chance to contend. I think there's more support than there was that year. I think people are wiser to the game, understand it more, are more involved. I mean, you look at things from Twitter spaces to the different blogs to the different coverage that they have, the interaction with the community and the fans. I I think it's it's as good as it's been in terms of interest, and it's going to get better once they win more, and I think they will. I really honestly do. Again, call it, you know, wordplay. Call it, hey, I'll believe it when I see it. But having Zion's dad yesterday say those things is better than not. Does that make sense? I mean, that's where we are. That's where we are. Because the last couple of years, this organization has had to find itself. Find itself. I don't know how else to really look at it. You have to find yourself. Made mistakes. Had to try to get it right. And that's what I said going into the season. That you can criticize what David Griffin has done in certain parts. But you also have to say, okay, do you see that? Do you understand that? And can you fix it? Is it 100%? No. But it's better than it was. Most important two things I think that you need in order to become a winning organization or franchise, first and foremost, you better find the right coach. I don't know about you, but I can talk about Willie Green for the next three hours. I love everything about that guy. And when you think of his temperament, the way he is, and again, we'll play those sound bites coming up here next segment, it, it fits, fits the city. And it's at the right time, too. Again, Sean Payton was such a dominant force in this community. Everyone knew. I mean, Sean was basically the mayor, governor, right? I mean, everyone knew Sean. I mean, when you think about it, the head coach of a football team was one of the most important figures in the city. I'm not saying that Willie will be that. But he can be. And to see... What he's done is kind of remarkable. Because let's go back to where this was over the summer. Who's he going to hire? Who's David Griffin going to bring in to take this? I mean, you think of the negativity. You think of the storylines. You think of just really the aura that was around this franchise. You know? I mean, you had the... Postseason presser with Stan Van Gundy. A day later, the athletic runs a thing where Zion's like, I, you know, his family's unhappy. His postseason 
comments. You know, well, they got a lot of things to fix here and all that. I mean, all of that, man. I mean, we hadn't even, he didn't even get a full week after the season. No one wants to be here. You got the season starts at 1 and 12. You have every national media member trying to say this is a poverty franchise. It's time to move everybody. And it all correlates and, you know, to, to one gigantic narrative while all different. But Chris Paul's departure, AD's departure, and Zion's, you know, set unhappiness were all lumped together. No one wants to be here. No one wants to play here. You have ESPN national host on the afternoon shows saying that New Orleans is a place that you don't unpack your suitcase. The hardest thing to do is to change a narrative. It's not easy. And I go back to Sean Payton's press conference the day he announced his retirement from the Saints. We brought up the Pittsburgh Steelers. He said he that, that was the first thing he did when he got here. We put the logo up. The Lakers are talked about a certain way. The Celtics are talked a certain way because of banners, because of winning, because of what they've done. Memphis is changing their narrative. I, I, I joke during the season. What, what Ja and that team is doing, all of a sudden you start seeing Grizzlies gear and people talking about Memphis. No one ever did. You have to change the narrative. Again, the Saints are a franchise that were known before Breeze and Peyton, really. For the franchise that had bags on their head. Think about that. Sure, they got a playoff win with Jim Hazlett. And sure, they had moments. But let's not forget, we celebrated 8-8. Eight and eight. We celebrated 8-8. Eight and eight, So 8-8 eight eight ain't much different than, hey, we're in the play-in. Of course, you want to be at different levels and see where some of these teams are. And I've told you this, in the NBA... It steps. It steps. You can make some moves. You can do certain things, of course, to make those steps quicker. But it steps. Historically, teams that win. Historically, teams that are in contention every year. It steps. Got to get over the hump. Got to build the team. Then that team's got to go through adversity and heartache and all of those different things. And you know what? Last night, the Pelicans clinched a step. Now let's see where we go. When we come back... We can take your phone calls, 800-998-1003. We'll hear from head coach Willie Green and others. At the bottom of the hour, it's Schmidt Dua. He will join us as we'll talk about how much fun he's been having. Ralph Mulberry is going to join us at 1.30. Sean Fox, 2.15. Scott Prather, 2.45. It's just voices today. It's just I want people to give me what you feel. All right, And a bunch of Saints players have met with local media as well. Jordan's cut all that sound, and we'll have all of that and more when we come back. We're just underway. It's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. 
The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, got a ton to get into. Um, again, Lakers are done. We can have fun with that. Our question of the day is real simple. It's, uh, it's the funeral, right? It's over. So in lieu of flowers... <laughs> What, what, what would you send? What would you send on behalf of the Pelicans, of Pelicans 12, the fans, the fan, you name it. Um, what are we sending? So put on your thinking caps. Call us 800-998-1003 or you can tweet at us at ESPN Radio Nola. In lieu of flowers, what, you know, our deepest condolences as Jordan wrote for missing the play in Pelicans fans. What are we sending to the, the wake, the funeral here? What, what are we doing? Um, Yesterday we had somebody chime in and say they were going to send a you know a whole nice box for every single member of the Lakers team a that's all folks shirt that's 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 good thinking right there you know it's good thinking everyone likes free gear um so we can go into that there as well but the Pels took care of their business last night and that's what they had to do and they had to get that win winning you in and look the Spurs won yesterday so. You only have a one-game lead. They won. They beat Denver in Denver, 116-97. As the graph says, he calls them the pop roaches. They're not going anywhere. The next game is at Minnesota tomorrow for them. Saturday, they host Golden State, who the Pels will play on Sunday. And then on Sunday, they're at Dallas. So Minnesota, Golden State, and Dallas. Pels have a one-game lead on them. For the Pelicans, it's Portland tomorrow night. At uh, Memphis on Saturday on the road, and then Golden State here at home on Sunday. That's the last three games for both teams. But the Pels did what they had to do. They took care of their business, and more importantly, they um, they secured their play-in spot. So New Orleans getting that win last night against Sacramento, 123-109. It wasn't the easiest to win. It wasn't the prettiest of wins at times. But people made shots, and they did what they had to do. And head coach Willie Green had this to say on securing the play-in. Well, it's definitely what we want. And we have a few more games left to solidify that. But um, there's work to do. 
We, we know that. Um, the guys were in the locker room talking about it. But it's also important, like I said, we, we, you have to celebrate these moments because you just never know when you get the opportunity to do it again. And they've worked so hard to put themselves in this position, and they believe, they trust it, and um, we're all proud of them. And, again, as I mentioned in the opening segment, to me, the job that he's done is pretty remarkable. Kind of starting to build a culture. Again, it's hard to do. You can say it's you got to have people that buy in. He's had tough conversations with players. He's learned. This is his first season. But when you think of all of that and then you, you know, I wouldn't even call it the elephant in the room. I mean, it it, it can't get more challenging than the guy that you think is going to help you, the guy that sets and, and was playing at a record level in the paint last year, not play a game for you yet. Right? And still figure it out. So that was awesome. He was asked last night as well, at at what point did he think that they were going to be able to turn this around? I mean, again, they started 1-12, a little bit buried, right? Yeah, I, I believe that from the start that we were going to get it. It was going to all come together. Um, but I also let the guys know we have to embrace hard. Um, when you when you know that you can get through hard, when you know you can get through adversity, it builds you for what's next. And that's our group. That's our city. Um, that's our families. Just staying resilient, trusting, believing, not pointing the fingers, and, and getting after it the next day. It, it wasn't a necessarily a one moment. There's a, a ton of moments <laughs> within within those games, but you just stay with it. Yeah. Taking you through those different moments, though? It, it's definitely gratifying. Um, number one, I just want to thank God. It's been uh, it's been a journey getting to this point. And, look, we, we know we still have work to do, but we, we I talked to the guys in the locker room, our group, and just talked about we still have to celebrate these accomplishments. Um, and we're all proud of the work that they put in to put ourselves in this position. You heard him before that. He said that he had always believed. So one of the questions from the reporters last night, what what kept you believing? Number one, just faith in God, um, having an understanding that when we evaluate our lives, and, and this is for most people, um, you have to be able to go through some adversity. Um, but he's right there with us through it all. And if we continue to believe in him, continue to put our faith in him, and just stay on the right track, you know, things will work out in our favor. And I continue to tell the team that it's hard. It's difficult. Nobody wants to go through 1-12, whatever we were, but it's made us tougher. Uh, it's made us stronger. And more importantly, it's made us more connected. And one of the things, too, you heard him say more connected in, in the bond that this team has sort of grown between them. He expands on that. It does. Um like you said, this road trip was really important for us and to go three out of four games for our group, um, that's big time. And we've been doing it all season where we just progressed and, and tried to improve every practice, every shoot around, every film session. And it's it's beautiful to see that we've given ourselves an opportunity to, to have an extended season. Now, obviously – one of the things that people have talked about Willie Green, whether it's 
the broadcast on television, radio, players as well, is that he was always remaining positive. Even when we have Andrew Lopez and others that cover the team, this positivity, you, you hear that. And, you know, again, I we've all seen or heard coaches kind of try to do that and, and be that way. It's hard sometimes. But you have to have players as well that sort of help that. Again, I, I, I go back to, what is it now, a month ago, whenever when the Blazers – trio came in of Snell, Nance Jr., and of course C.J. McCollum, but how they immediately kind of echoed Willie's sentiments, embracing the city, talking about liking here, wanting to be here, active on social media, supporting their teammates, all those different aspects of it, that's because those guys are like that. They're That's who they are. That's their makeup. You need positive people when things aren't going well. And Willie last night said that all of his words and all his positivity can't go very far unless you have those type of guys in the locker room. Like you said, it, it's definitely easy to go the other way. Um, and that's why it was extremely important for me to come in with the right perspective, right mindset, um, having gone through adversity in our lives and leaning on those experiences experiences to let our guys know look we're going to be fine we just got to continue to stay with it continue to trust each other um and we made a commitment to each other that every day we walk in the gym the gym won't change our music will be going we'll enjoy it we'll have laughter uh and we'll get after it and and let the chips fall where they may and we just stay committed to it one of the other things too is as you've heard me kind of say from the start of the season to now there's so much that's happened, right? I mean, you had to find your identity. We've talked about that all the time. Remember when Dino used to come on all the time? Um, what is your identity? Who are you? What are you trying to be? And I can't think of the difficulty, really, of starting a season thinking you're going to do this, and then, okay, we're not going to have this guy in Zion, and he's going to come back at some point, and I'm going to build a team around him to do this. And remember going into the season, we were like, oh, is he going to be the point guard? Is he going to? Be one of the primary ball handlers. Like you kind of have an idea of what you want to start, and then it goes away. All right. Well, then you saw it took a bit, but as I've mentioned before, that this season can be looked at in phases. Then all of a sudden, it was the all right. We're not going to have them. Not going to have them. And then you had the conversation that Willie Green had with Brandon Ingram. Which, again, I don't know the exact words. Whenever I get him back on the show here, I will ask him. You know, but I'm assuming, and you've heard from both, that it was essentially, okay, this is your team now. I think the rest of the team need to know that, too. If they're going to make the playoffs, if they're going to get into the play on, uh, play-in, if they were going to win a game, it had to be because of them. And you saw B.I. play incredible. It was a legit real push to make him an all-star this year because he was playing at that level. And then, you know, you have to get a little bit better and stronger and, and add to it. As the season goes on, you kind of see deficiencies. You kind of see what you need. And you bring in C.J. McCollum, who not only was as good as advertised, but I think brought something that a lot of people didn't maybe anticipate to a certain level so quickly, and that is his 
leadership and his demeanor and the way that he is has helped Brandon Ingram grow. Challenge Brandon Ingram. Telling Brandon Ingram, no, go do your thing. As I mentioned that, what was it, 36-second bite. That day when the Zion thing happened after the All-Star break. He calls him out nationally, and then he shuts it down later that week on that Thursday. Since then, it's been quiet, right, for the most part, other than screaming and stuff. But that's what he did. And you see the leadership and the veteran play and importance of having a guy like Nance Jr. as well, and even Snell. So when you think of where this team was when it started to now, I think you have so much reason, if you're a Pels fan, to be excited and be happy. It is a success in so many levels. And as Willie Green said yesterday, when you look at the team compared to when it was at 1-12, I mean, it it, it is. It's not almost. It, it absolutely is a different team. You know, we, we've learned how to be a solid team. And before, a lot of new faces. We were, you know, our youth was getting the best of us. Some injuries. But we just continue to grow together. And here we are with a great opportunity in front of us. And we couldn't be more proud of, of our group, our guys, our staff, our medical team, our performance team, our management, everybody involved. Um, it's just, it's been a fun journey. And we know we have more work to do, but we're going to celebrate it tonight. Indeed. And obviously the other aspect of it that you heard in some of these sound bites is, um, I love the one where you said you have to embrace the hard. You have to go through that adversity and it makes you stronger. I mean, Drew Brees, how many years that you hear him saying, right? Metal sharpens metal, steel sharpens steel, whatever. Kind of the same aspect of it here. I think it, it, it is more fulfilling, more rewarding to know that you went through all of that and, you know, at least reached a goal. I just think that it, it made us have to depend on um, our faith in God more. And sometimes it's just, that's just the deal. That's life. Uh, we have to learn how to navigate hard. And, you know, I, look, nobody really knows, but you, we believe and we trust. And we just kept working, putting our heads down, working, staying together. And I, I think the, the beauty in it is that it's made us a more connected group. We know um, there's a lot of good teams out there, but we believe in ourselves. No doubt. Mr. Black, I'm sorry my screen just popped up and refreshed. I saw you on there. Can you give me your best 60 to 90 seconds so we can get to Schmidt? What you got, Mr. Black? Well, now, see, I'm glad for the Pelicans. Uh, mm-hmm. for, I'm sorry. How you doing today? Yeah, but I'm glad for the Pelicans. I remember the bad days. So it's good to have a play, and we we could put a stake in the Lakers coffin right now. I like that, and we're going to get their draft pick. I think we're going to get a top six draft pick from them, too, this year. So I'm looking forward to enjoying the play and then make it mm-hmm. to the playoffs. You know, so I'm just happy for us. You know, I got the last two game tickets, and I'm ready to see them, and I'm going to try to get some playing tickets. Find out what day we're going to play. You know? <laughs> I, I can tell you this, Mr. Black, as we go to break. Uh, Daniel, myself, the graph, we've – we're getting a bunch of requests already for the play-in tickets. So I'm, I'm, I like it. I like it. Hey, I like it. I like the fact that uh, that people are, are, are bothering us for tickets because uh, that means that there's interest, man. Thank you for the phone call, buddy. Let me uh, hit the break no and then bring in Shemit Dua, who's absolutely been celebrating on social media. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Small businesses are the backbone of America. Yet when it comes to workers' comp insurance, you rarely get the savings you deserve. That's because insurance companies tend to lump you in with other businesses, and you can get overcharged. At Pi Insurance, we're on a mission to change that. With Pi, you get a quote specific to your business, and you can save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. If you like savings, take three minutes to see how much you could save at saveonpie.com. Pie makes workers' comp insurance as easy as pie, with friendly representatives just a call away. No wonder customers rate our service excellent on Trustpilot. You work hard to build your business and keep your employees safe. You deserve more from your workers' comp provider. See how much you could save with Pie Insurance. Ask your agent for Pie or get a quote today at saveonpie.com. That's saveonpie.com. Not just anybody can make the perfect Sazerac. And not just anybody can offer Louisiana's hospitality industry the perfect workers' comp coverage. The Louisiana Restaurant Association's SIF team knows what hospitality businesses need. We truly care about your team's safety and your success. Everybody who's anybody goes with LRA Workers' Comp. Ask around. In this business, word of mouth is everything. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. McCollum drives into the front court, right side, left-hand dribble on Barnes. Underneath the hoop, boy, tiptoed the baseline, kept the dribble now to Billy, back to CJ. McCollum, two-man game, kick it out to Herb, left corner three, good. So the Pels with back-to-back threes here. And a good start to the third quarter, and you're back up by nine, 66-57, and Alvin Gentry takes an immediate timeout. Well, those Kings wouldn't go away at the end of the day, though. The Pels uh, get the win, get in the play-in game, and I don't know if I had more fun watching the game and the victory or following Schmidt Dua at Fear the Brown on Twitter and your timeline, sir, because it has been fantastic the last several weeks and months, much less yesterday. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm excited for this uh, this plan that they finally accomplished that they waited all season uh, to push for. But um, they're here. They made it. In all honesty, just kind of like a, an overview. It's kind of what I started the show with. Just when, when you think of where they were and what we've gone through, whether you're a Pels fan or people that cover this team, it's 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 kind of remarkable. I mean, it absolutely is a successful season, and I am just in awe of what Willie Green has been able to do with this team to create a culture, to create a belief, and to at least assure themselves of one more game after the regular season. When you add everything that they've had to go through the beginning of the season, what he came into. Oh yeah, I mean, just starting one and twelve, not having Zion for a single minute, Brandon Ingram missing the time that he missed. Um, it, it looks like this season was going to be one of those uh, typical Pelican seasons where they just end up in disappointment, end up with another 
high lottery pick, but that's not quite good enough to maybe jump into the top three. And mm-hmm. and guess what? Now they're in the postseason and they have a high lottery pick. That's what I was going to get into as well. It was almost a double whammy last night. We got to enjoy the the uh, the official funeral there, at least the, the, the burying of the Lakers as their season ends. They can explain it however they want, but why it matters so much to the Pels other than maybe some satisfaction in terms of emotion in 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 all honesty, like you're saying, the the Pels have a chance to to pick here, and now that can go anywhere depending on the lottery. How beneficial do you think that is to the Pelicans? Oh, it's huge when you look at what Boston has been able to do the last few years. Well, not like recently, but you know the years before that, where they were making the conference finals, they were going to Game Seven, and then they would turn around and have a a, a third overall pick. Uh, courtesy of the Nets and that kind of a similar trade that uh, they had made at the time when they shipped out Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Um, and now the Pelicans are maybe not making the conference finals per se, but they have a good team and they probably have an even better team when Zion's healthy. So we don't quite know what the ceiling of this team is. And you're adding a top 10 talent to that team, whether you're going to draft a player, which is kind of where I lean at the moment is where you should pick the cost controlled rookie player and, and try to build something sustainable here. But they have viable trade options as well. That's a, that's a huge, uh, it's a huge trade chip. I mean, the Pelicans last year just moved off the 10th pick to drop down to 17, where mm-hmm. able to get an impact player in Jonas Valanciunas. They can, maybe they can pull off something similar, but again, I, I think they should pick someone with that pick. That's what I was going to ask you. Do, do you pick somebody or do you not? I mean, I look at some of the crop of guys that could be available this year, whether it's the top five, top ten there as well. And then you look at the contracts, and really, for the most part, this team is kind of already formed for next year, right? I mean, I'm assuming maybe Garrett Temple, I don't know, front office, being an assistant coach or something like that, so that maybe frees up a spot. But you don't have a lot of roster spots available. Could that play into as a factor? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think Tony Snell will be, will be brought back. Um, right. I think there's a, probably a good chance that they try to move off of Devante here. Um, and then, and then Temple is the other candidate. And especially if you want to trade for someone with a little bit bigger salary, you'd have to combine Devante and, and Temple to reach whatever you're trying to reach. But yeah, I mean, they, they don't have the roster, the core is set, as you're saying, the rotation is set. So unless you're bringing in an impact player, like a quasi-all-star, someone that is like C.J. McCollum or a similar tier, then if you're if you're unable to bring in that kind of guy, then you might as well draft a young player, bring him along slowly, and then insert him while you can, while you have a good team. Speaking to Schmidt, do at Fear the Brown on Twitter, lead writer for Bourbon Street Shots. Schmidt, you mentioned his name, C.J. The impact that he's had on the court is obvious. You can see why Pels fans, you, everybody coveted a guy like him to come to this team. I've been almost more impressed by the ancillary stuff that comes with it, the way he speaks about the city, almost breeze-like, right? Constantly referencing that he's happy to be here, referencing what Willie Green's done. Having somebody like that that is in the position he's in, how can that help you think in the offseason moving forward? Oh, he is absolutely been a huge vocal advocate of the team and the city and the coaching staff and the front office and the players on every single platform he's had. And he has an enormous platform because he is the president of the Players Association. He has his own podcast. He's been on uh, various other podcasts and other media platforms. So he's taken every single chance 
an opportunity he's had to shout out what's going on in New Orleans. And he even mentioned, like, when he was in Portland, he was trying to poach some of their players. So, you know, he, he's going to be someone that's going to continue to recruit and advocate for this team. But I think this, the Pelicans for a long time have lacked this kind of leadership, this kind of adult in the room. Mm-hmm. They've, they've made many attempts to bring in similar guys like J.J. Redick or, or Steven Adams and even Eric Bledsoe. And for, for various reasons, those guys haven't worked out. And part of that is because none of those guys are as good as C.J. is um, on the court. You know, C.J.'s putting up 26 points a game, six assists on uh, 50% from the field, that's that's all-star caliber. That's all-NBA caliber if you extrapolate out for the for the whole season. And so, you know, both from his stature as as a member of the NBA community and mm-hmm. as stature as a player, he's, he's a huge asset to the franchise. I, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself here. By no means am I comparing one to the other. But when you look at successful franchises, runs, or teams – you have to have that pairing, don't you, Schmidt? You have to have that pairing of a coach and a player that's almost an extension of it here. In the world of football, we saw Peyton and Breeze. In the world of basketball, whether it's Phil and, and his stars, whether with the Bulls or the Lakers, or you know, you kind of see in Phoenix right now, yeah, they had Booker, but CP and Monty, and, and, and both of those guys could see. I, I, look, I, I know Brandon Ingram's been a guy that sort of has grown. You've seen his growth, but in particular the guy we're talking about right now, having a C.J. McCollum to Willie and having Willie to a C.J. McCollum, I I think you can almost see how this team can grow to a different level, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's this, you're right, he's a really good median between the coaching staff and the players on the court, but also, you know, Willie Green finally has uh, a player who can be the caretaker of the game. And this player has been in, the playoffs, um, eight straight years, right? And he's performed at a high level. He's been in game sevens. He's closed out series. Um, he's made the conference finals. So that kind of experience is something the team has sorely been lacking. And the stuff that CJ sees on the court and is able to, uh, help, um, you know, kind of direct traffic and orchestrate the offense with is makes everyone's job easier. And it also, like you said, lends a hand to Brandon Ingram and then, Hopefully, it, it reaches Zion as well and helps him grow into the player he can be. All right, so moving forward here, you got three games left. The Spurs have three games left. Both teams play on the same days as well, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, is it a big deal to have it at home or on the road, or does it matter when it comes to taking that team on? I think it's always better to have this on the home. You get the home revenue, but you get the city invested, and you get the fans excited. Um, that, and plus, San Antonio is not an easy place to play in. You think you can look back at the Pelicans kind of like all-time record in games one in San Antonio, and it's not great. So I think it, it definitely matters, but I just think just for the city and, and what this fan base has had to endure, it's going to be a very rewarding treat if they're able to, to secure this home play-in spot. When you look at what the Spurs have been able to do and kind of be there, you know, the graph calls them the pop roaches that just don't go away. It's <laughs> when you look at this matchup, it, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? What, but why? I just think the Spurs are so disciplined. They they are obviously well coached. They have arguably the best coach of all time, and they they understand the game plan. They understand what their strengths are. They understand their weaknesses, and they never play outside of themselves. They mm-hmm. never get rushed they don't get in, tied into like making the home run play or trying to you know like score 10 points in one possession even though that's not physically possible but you you know you kind of see in some games where 
uh, another team goes on a run, and then one player tries to take it upon himself to silence that run, and ends up not working out. No, they they just play bare, like within each other, and and that gives them a very high floor. Um, you know, they haven't been uh, an elite team or a really good team. That's usually the hallmark of Popovich's teams, but they've been consistent enough to get into the play-in with despite. Um, you know their roster, losing Demar Derozan, their their roster being completely different, and making significant trades over the past um, few months. So, you know they're they're just someone where you can't sleep on. They're gonna do their thing night in, night out, and you've got to come prepared. You can't take that night off. No doubt. Uh, look, obviously, whoever wins that game will play the loser of the Clippers and T Wolves. When you look at what Minnesota's been able to do this year, Carl Anthony Towns is really you know, taking that next step perhaps. And then Paul George's return, I mean, that that team's different with them on there. That's not going to be an easy one forever wins the Pels-Spurs game. Oh, no. I You know, I am honestly, in that battle, I think the Clippers are going to take it. I think they're going to take seven. Uh, I think they're a tough team to beat, and I think they're really well coached with Ty Lue at, um, leading them. They, their game planning is, is immaculate, I'd say. And I think just the relative inexperience of the Wolves uh, from, uh, I guess he's not technically a first-time head coach since he was hired mm-hmm. in midseason last year, but um, first full season for, for Chris Finch. And then Carl Anthony Towns has only made the playoffs once in his career. Anthony Edwards um, has never made it. D'Angelo Russell, I think, believes he only made it once in Brooklyn and um, and hasn't made it since. So they have, they have like the only vet on that team is, is Pat Beverly. And so I think... I trust the Clippers more in a, a single game winner take all type situation. And honestly, I think that might work out for the Pelicans a little better because I think the Clippers are getting hot and I'm a little scared of what they can do. All right. Let's wrap up with this. What have you enjoyed the most? Was it last night's video of one shining moment with the Lakers highlights <laughs> <laughs> or low lights or, uh, you know, ADs? You know, blaming the Pell social media or, or saying that they're, they're having way too much fun. I, I, man, when you look back at the last couple of weeks, I, they have provided me some, some entertainment at night. They provided all of us entertainment all season. I mean, it's a great time to be an NBA fan if you're not a Lakers fan. And I, I said it on Twitter. I think uh, the NBA is better off when you can make fun of them. But, you know, the most, most rewarding thing for me has just been, uh, watching this team grow, then making a concerted effort to get a, um, a brand name player in CJ McCollum. Mm-hmm. And then after they acquired him, they immediately took the next step and they, they performed really well since the trade. Mm-hmm. They went and took the play, play in spot. It wasn't handed to them. They took it. And, and now they're being rewarded for all of that with the top 10 pick. They pushed their rival, um, away from the play. And that's who was going to give them the pick. They secured it by taking their spot. Yep, no doubt about it. And I appreciate the time as always, Schmidt. Thank you. All right, thank you. At Fear the Browns, the way to follow them over on Twitter is the Lee Ryder Bourbon Street Shots, an absolute must follow. Quick break, we come back, we'll check in on the intern, see how he's doing. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Spring is 
is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope, Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road, Homa. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies in Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. Advanced Eye Institute and Cut Off is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 21-16. Fouls. Ingram, center of the lane! Punch it down, Brandon Ingram! With authority! Todd Graffinini, voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, with one of the many calls last night in the win at Sacramento, guaranteeing the Pelicans a play-in game. It's either Tuesday or Wednesday. It will be against the Spurs. We just don't know where. We don't know when. We do know it will be against that team because it's still to be determined. Pels have a one-game lead on San Antonio, three games to be played. Jordan, the intern, joins us. Sir, how are you today? Are you, are you finally well, happy? Gus. Are you in a good mood today? Yes, I'm in a great good mood as I'll ever be. Saints players have talked, have spoken. Everybody's in a great spot. Trey Quan Smith says first person he called, right, when he uh when he got his contract signed was Jameis Winston, ready to go back out there and do those workouts. Jordan, everything is going well. We DA has a plan. The Saints have two first round draft picks. The Pels are in the play in. I it, good week so far. We're only on Wednesday. I know, it is the midday point of your work week, so hey. Just a step closer to Friday as well. No, there you go. You're already looking towards the end of the week. You and your school, you only got a couple of weeks left. All right, look, what is our question of the day? Yeah, so we want to send the Lakers our deepest condolence for missing the play-in. So Pelicans fans, what are you sending to the wake? You can comment or call in 800-998-1003 or tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Um, Yesterday, right, somebody said, 
a box of that's all folks shirts. Anything stand out to you so far? And um, and people. Well, the West Bank to, who that yep. said tissue for LeBron, icy hot bandage, gauze wraps, cast, <laughs> and hopefully a new outfit for AD and some nice couch cushions for everyone else. Oh, um, Neil, the old Bayou Cajun, has. <laughs> Is this an idea for a shirt? I mean, this has got to be a shirt, right? The it's probably already a shirt. It's got to be a shirt. It's uh, it's very reminiscent of the Roger Goodell, Comrade Goodell, as we like to call him. Right, you know that he's a clown shirt, nice big red puffy nose, and there's AD mouth wide open. I guess that's him celebrating. But on top of the the head there, it says "That's all, folks." You know, so <laughs> there's a little New Orleans in there. It's not "That's all." It's "That's all, folks." When it comes to that, I, I have a sneaky feeling that if you, um, you know, happen to be one of those entrepreneurs and, you know, have the trunk open with a, a box of those shirts, <laughs> you will sell out quickly, either Thursday or Sunday, if you, you happen to have those. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing some of those in the arena on Thursday or Sunday. You? That's what I was saying. Is that petty? Would, would that be petty, Jordan, to have people wear that's all folks with Anthony Davis and a big red nose on, on his face? At the game on Thursday or it's Sunday, it's probably a little too. And maybe if we you think were playing, the, maybe the Pelicans were playing the Lakers. But I mean, the, at that point, it's like, all right, just get over yourself. Just, do you think you, so? Huh? You're, you're playing the Spurs, okay. not playing the Lakers. I, I do love um, people also celebrating that you have the draft pick for the Pelicans there as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I mean, if the, the if they don't make the playoffs or they lose the first game of the play-in. There's that potential of moving up even, you know, in the top 10 with your own pick. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. Um, how do you look at this season? Cause I said at the start of the show, when you see everything that Willie Green's done, I mean, to me, it's nothing short of almost miraculous. And, and look, I, I'm not trying to overstate it as Gus, they're in the play, I, but. It could have gone in another whole different direction in South, right? I mean, it, not only, remember midway point in the season or really when the calendar year sort of turned, we're like, you've given us a reason to watch. You've given us a reason to want to see the games being played. You know what I mean? And just not only overall as a team, but you, you look at individually guys like Jackson Hayes that have grown right before our eyes. I mean, Herb Jones. Before our eyes, Trey Murphy, probably disappointed he hadn't played a lot in the season, but worked, got better, got that opportunity. And he's, he's a guy, Jordan, I think you're going to need here if you're going to try to win a play in and things of that nature. Um, it's just, it's crazy when you think of all of the different things that have had to come together for this team to even be in this spot. You know, by no means am I putting them as a championship level contender that they're not, but the, the Bucks, the Suns, all these teams, didn't get there overnight. You know, even the Warriors, um, it, it took them a while, a little bit, right? Two, three years. Mark Jackson didn't make the, the change to Steve Kerr. It, it takes time in the NBA. And I know you can go do the quick fix sort of, you know, big three and all that other stuff that, that you had. And I don't think is there really anymore, but you, you look at Brooklyn, you, you look at Philly, you look at some, you look at the Lakers, you look at some teams that have tried to do that. And I almost get the sense and feel that if, if it's not being grown organically right now, it's almost like a tougher time, right? The teams that are winning right now, the teams that are playing good, Memphis and things, Minnesota, it's, it's, it's growing organically, right? Players are developing. 
the young players are kind of growing together, and then you add that seasoned vet or you add uh, a player that makes a bit of a difference. I just think what we're seeing right now in the NBA is maybe just throwing a bunch of things together that are names and stars don't work that much anymore. I don't know. I mean, do you think that that sample well, I mean, size is too small? About the, if we're talking about the Lakers, I mean, yeah, you could you could say, hey, on paper the 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 roster looks amazing, but you got to remember how old each of these guys are. Yeah, they might have been good 10, right. 12 years ago, but right now, I mean, they're at the back half of their career, and they're usually most of them are just signing one year contracts to try to go after that extra ring. So, uh, I think the way that everything's been going, like you said, the what the Grizzlies are doing, what you saw the Suns do what the Pelicans are just starting to do, and a lot of these other teams, the Hawks besides this past season, um, it's a lot of these teams that are, you know, starting to, you know, actually develop some of these guys and not rely on bringing in these, you know, big star talents to mm-hmm. just kind of fill out the rest of their roster and um, try to win them a championship. They're kind of growing over multiple years instead of instantaneously, you know, through a, through a trade. Um. As we mentioned, a couple of Saints players spoke today. What, what really stood out to you and any of the guys that spoke today? What any of them? No, you're going to be asking me: Is this is this what we've been doing the past two days? If I should be excited? Mm-hmm. Were you excited uh, listening to Traquan Taco? No, I guess Taco. You like Taco? Yeah. I felt like more Saints fans wish that it would have been announced on a Tuesday instead of a Monday. Right? Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> Do that from that aspect of it. Look, I, again, I, I like all the different signings and all the different moves. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like hearing Trey Quan saying, I can't wait to get to work and start, you know, practicing. You actually liked hearing from Trey Quan? Well, I didn't say all that. I said I like to hear that he is on board with what I'm saying. Get out there and work. Throw the football to one another. Get out there. He didn't say at the practice facility, though. Huh? He didn't say at the Saints practice facility, so I, that could be anywhere. I, I hear you, but, I mean, you know, just get out there. <laughs> Do something. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it is what it is. Anyway, um, so how many people have asked you for play-in tickets? Uh, there's been a few people that text me seeing if what's the, uh, mm-hmm. like, if they have season tickets. Sure, or, yeah. Um, if they had like a package, uh-huh. <laughs> if you know some of that rolled over into the play, and I've had a few people text me. Yeah, um, I do believe that playoff tickets are separate than your season tickets. So, I mean, it's just like anything else. I mean, if you same thing with the Saints, you're buying playoff tickets, even though you're a season ticket holder, you have the right to have that seat in the postseason and all of that stuff. So, um, I don't know. I'm excited. Like I said, I, I'm not trying to to oversell it or, or or you know foolishly think, hey, look, this is a national. You know, this is a a championship contending team and all that. I just, I'm just happy that they're in some sort of postseason. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're in some sort of play in game. It's a chance to get into another one. And that's why I asked and talked about it with Schmidt. I mean, it's the team that you would have to then beat. You know, they're, they're pretty good too, but that's the West and that's what you want. And I would just rather be in that situation and, you know, Jordan sitting here going, well, who are they drafting in the lottery or what are they? I mean, I, I'll take this any day, every day. Yeah, and this is—it's the closest that a lot of these guys have even come to, you know, anything that would amount to a playoff game. So, just like Brandon Ingram, still has yet to appear in a playoff yeah. game. But as of right now, this is going to be the closest thing, unless he makes it into the playoffs this season. But um, 
this will be the closest thing that he's ever had to being in a playoff-type atmosphere. Yeah, should be fun. All right, Jordan, we'll check in with you a little bit later. Thank you, bud. All right, talk to you later, guys. All right, there he goes. There's Jordan, the intern. When we come back, we will hear from some of those Saints players that spoke today. Also hear more from the locker room. And that Pelicans win over Sacramento. The Pels are in the air. They're on their way home. they land here later this afternoon. It's the Sports Hangover Hour 1 in the books on ESPN New Orleans.